Welcome. You've joined the Topless Travel Show with Carolyn David, bringing you to some of the sexiest and most erotic events and vacation places around the world. Our show is here to help you open your mind, explore your options, and push your boundaries so you too can achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Topless Travel Show, and we are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey everyone, welcome to the Topless Travel Show, which brings the travel culture to sexy, open-minded couples so you can explore the possibilities, and I mean all the possibilities, while on vacation. Whether you travel to relax, or party hard, or get in touch with yourself, or your couple to build relationships or make new friends or simply hang with compatible, genuine people in a non-judgmental location. We've got the stories to get you fantasizing about starting your next adventure right now. And the Topless Travel Show is all about pushing boundaries. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex and sexuality, sexual health and relationships, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Hell yeah. So... Are you interested in going back to school on a cruise ship? How about taking sex ed classes on the awesome Bliss Cruise? If knowledge brings power, then learning more about intimacy must bring more sexual pleasure and a stronger, more secure relationship. On today's show, we're going to find out about some of the workshops and play shops offered on the Bliss Cruise and discuss why there's no better place for couples to learn together and practice their new intimacy skills while on vacation with other sexy couples on the high seas. Absolutely. This is going to be a great show. We have one of our favorite sexologists coming on. But as we do every show, before we bring on our guests, we want to tell you about our must-have top waterproof blanket, which now comes in four reversible colors because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. Sure does. So does today's show. You know, we're Carol and David. This is the Topless Travel Show. And we're so excited to welcome back today's special guest and once in a while, a guest host. Right. Mm -hmm. Sexologist and sex education coach, Dr. Stephanie Sigler from Evolve Your Intimacy. And you will recognize her voice because she is one of our guest hosts on our show. Absolutely. So, Steph, welcome back to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day for being here today. Wait, Dr. Steph. Dr. Steph, something new. (laughs) That is new. That is new. It is. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm not used to it. So, but yes, thank you for having me. I've missed you guys. I know it's been a while. So tell us a little yes. bit about what has changed since we last spoke. Well, I defended um, my dissertation. So that means I haven't um, officially got the certificate yet or the diploma yet. That should be coming in the mail soon. But I am Dr. Stephanie Sigler now. Yay! Ooh. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. Uh, that- what's, so, what's so cool about that is um, we've known Steph for, for many years now. And we were with you when you decided to embark on this journey. And it was so cool watching you go through, we'll call it the ups and downs of you know, um, going through all the um, learning and education and studying and exams uh, that you did over the past couple of years. And we're so proud of you. And now that you've been there, you've done it, we can now call you Dr. Steph. It was a journey. And you guys are right. We were y'all were with me the entire way from start to finish. Yeah. So you got to see the literally the blood, sweat and tears, lots of tears. But you know, I mean, it's a doctorate. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Yeah, and that's why you can yeah. proudly call yourself Dr. Steph. So now that you're a doctor, what what changes in how you run your practice and how you uh, work with people? I just got a lot busier. Is <laughs> so it's just more people coming. I get to do um, 
more sex therapy. I have, I also to, to pick and choose who I want. I don't have to just, before you I'll try to take everybody and this time I get to have specialized field. And so I don't have to take cases that maybe aren't sex related that I don't want. And I can have pass those on to um, my interns and my other office uh, partners. And so I get to pick and choose and I love that now. Wow, that's great too. And you said you're super busy. So are you getting more clients now that you're a doctor? Absolutely. I've gotten a lot more clients since this last Bliss Cruise a couple of weeks ago. So wow. that was been fun. So yeah, I've, my has doubled, even though I didn't have it to double, but it doubled. Wow. So, lots uh, of work, all awesome, hours of the night. Awesome. All right. So uh, let's move on. Uh, we now know that you're a doctor. Um, you were just on the April Bliss Cruise, which was your second Bliss Cruise. Yes. How was it different from the first time you went on? Well, I knew what to expect. The first time, you can't explain the Bliss Cruise until you've been <laughs> exactly. on the Bliss Cruise. You're absolutely and right. You guys tried to prepare me, and you're like, okay, so this is how it's going to be. But even then, there's no preparing for it until you get on it and you experience So this time, I felt I had a little bit more um, understanding of what the debauchery was going to be. And um, also, you know, the costumes and everything that you wanted to bring and and not trying to do it all. And I was able to pick and choose and, and really kind of spend more time with the cruise and enjoying the cruise instead of trying to do everything all at once because it's so overwhelming when that first cruise. Right now, the one that you were on in November was a seven day cruise. This one was just a five day. Was that a big difference? It was. By the time I felt like I was really had the ship down and I was ready to go, it was time to leave. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, the time zones got me, which, you know, I think they always get everybody. But when when we have to be somewhere at a specific time, I man, that we were switching time zones. And so that got me just one time. I was only late for one class and it was five minutes. And I felt terrible. But time zones. But other than that, yeah, as soon as I started to learn the ship, it was time to get off. Now, I know you did a whole lot of work on the ship, but did you also have fun? I did. I did have fun. There was a few times where... I snuck off and just went up to the 11th floor back in the very back of the ship where there was a DJ and I just danced and danced and danced and I didn't care. And it was so much fun. It was probably ugly dancing, you know, the kind of dancing that's not sexy. You just dance it all out. I was dancing it all out. Well, that's really good because yeah. you need yeah. that. Your schedule already is crazy. Never mind having to run to all these courses all the time on the cruise. But I'm glad you had a chance mm -hmm. to really enjoy yourself right. as well. So in November, we know you were a hit. All your classes were sold out. There was um, standing room only and some people didn't make it in. Um, mm -hmm. This time people knew who you were. Um, was there as much anticipation and participation in the classes that you put on? There was actually, there was more. Um, so the people who couldn't get into the class, they started booking me for private sessions. So overall, with the classes and individual sessions, I saw 199 couples in five days. Wow. Wow. I was very busy. Yeah. Five days is not a long time. That's for sure. So you were able to squeeze all that in during the day and still and have fun. It was, yes. Yes. Well, and I would work until like nine o'clock at night. And then I would go have fun and then go go back to bed because I need to be right back up the next morning and going at it again. So, wow, it was definitely it was it was quick. It was fast, but it was so much fun. So the guests were a little bit more hungry for your classes because they knew a little bit more about you. Is that what you feel? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, people like before we even got on the ship were reaching out to me and asking, how can we book? What what can I how do I get into the class? And of course, our Bliss Cruise they open it up to everybody, but you have to wait. And then you stand in line and you purchase it the first day of the cruise. And then what I did was I actually sat there with everybody and I walked through the line. The line was so long and I was answering questions and answering, you know, asking, interacting with the public and the, the participants. And so me being as crazy as I am, we were dancing and singing and, you know, just having a great time while we were waiting in line. So those who, who couldn't get in, in the workshops when they sold out, they were, they had already knew who I was. And so they were ready to book for individual sessions. Wow. Awesome. That's all right. Cool. So now we've, um, wet everybody's appetite about all these classes. Let's back up a whole bunch of steps and talk about the need for continuing sex education in a couple, whether your sex life is amazing or needs some help. Well, Absolutely. And the reason I'm glad you said that because everybody's sex life is, or I shouldn't say everybody, most people's sex life are good, but we can make it better. 
And there was, I think, I think there's a misconception when you go on to these cruises, you're expected people automatically think you have a great sex life and you know, Oh, well, you're doing all this fun stuff, but really this is the exclusive time to learn more about yourself, your body and your partner. And so offering these courses and the courses that we do get to offer the play shops are hands-on play shops and you're learning as you go. And so that that's the time that you can dedicate to your partner and what better place to do it than on a cruise ship. I mean, it's, it's sexy, it's fun and you're learning more about everything and you learn so much regardless if it's new foods if it's new sex positions if it's new um maybe you found the dungeon and you liked being spanked and there was just so much variety that you get to learn and you get to try out new things and nobody judges you can do anything you want to do on that ship and it's such a safe environment to learn and of course you were only, you were one of many many teachers and coaches mm-hmm. who gave courses throughout the whole five-day trip Yes, there's, uh, there was a lot of us. And so there's something to do. And there's somebody there's not, you know, it's just not my classes, there's things for everybody to learn and do. And so no matter what your taste is, we, we have a class for you on there. And the nice thing about doing it over five days, seven days, whether you're on the bliss cruise, or you're at Hito with topless travel or desire, is you can learn something one day, go try it. If it doesn't work out exactly right, you can go and talk to yourself one-on-one and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we listened, we didn't quite get it. Can you can you help us? You go back, try it again. And you have many days to um, continue the ongoing education. Yeah, the journey, the yeah. journey of learning. Yeah, it doesn't just stop. And even after the cruise, I mean, if you if you're with me in one of my classes or if you book a private afterwards, I have people sending me messages and they're like, okay, so you said this. Can you, you know, tell me a little bit more? And the education doesn't just stop on the ship. It's a lifelong uh, relationship that you're building with with your new friends, educators, with um, influencers. And so it it's it's definitely an experience Mm -hmm. that doesn't just stop on the ship when we get off. Now you have a, like a goal in mind when you're creating your workshops. What is the number one goal you would say you have for couples what, when you create your workshops? I want them to reconnect. I want them to, we share so much of ourselves on the cruise. We share so much of ourselves with everybody just in day-to-day life and sexually, non-sexually. And I want them when they come to my workshops or play shops to spend at least an hour and a half focusing on each other and learning something new about their partner. And through that, learning something new with from their partner or for their partner, they get to take that knowledge outside of the bedroom too and, and bring it to other partners. But I think that we have that trial and error with our partners. And so we have that that learning curve. So if we do mess up or if we giggle or if you know something happens and it's a funny sound, we can laugh about it and we can learn from it and we're not feeling that embarrassment up. Oh, yeah. Those pussy farts. Man, we laugh all the time. I think that that's. Yep. Yep. And that happened. That happened in my pleasuring the pearl class. And and there was 26 couples in that class. And so when that happened, there was a few of them that it happened to and everybody just started laughing together. So there was no shame. And, you know, at first they were embarrassed. And I was just like, hey, we all do it. And um, I just that environment is so inviting. There's I, I can't say it enough. There's absolutely zero judgment. And noises are going to happen. So Yeah, we're going to get into talking about all the five classes, workshops that you did on the Bliss Cruise in the second segment of the show. But mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people out there saying, I have a great sex life. Or some people are saying, I don't have a great sex life. But my partner thinks I do or I don't. How do they, as a couple, if there's a mismatched um, need to get help or not to get help, how do they talk to each other about it? And, and, and step forward and say, hey, I want to learn a little bit more. Ooh, that's a great question. And the answer to that is simply just ask for it. So your partner, we've opened ourselves up to so much great communication, especially those in the lifestyle tend to have stronger communication skills than monogamous couples because we have to have that. But being able to say, there's something I want to try and I don't want you to, you know, this is not against you. This is just something I'm interested in. Would you like to hear about it? And reassuring your partner and saying, you know, this is you're I'm more comfortable with you than anybody else. And so, you know, you're my person. I want to give this a try. If it's not for us, that's okay too. But we don't know unless we talk about it. And 
approaching the conversations without without shame, number one, you like what you like, don't yuck anybody's yum, and without fear, because your partner is supposed to be the one that, that supports you and loves you through anything. And if we can't have that simple conversation, I mean, what's the bigger conversations we're missing? So being able to say, hey, you know what, I really think this looks interesting, would you be interested in trying it? And then the beautiful thing about the, the lifestyle is if your partner isn't, there's somebody out there who is. So you can talk to your partner and say, okay, this may not be of interest to you, but can we find somebody who it, that shares my interest so I can experience it? We call that outsourcing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Now, I've heard so many times that uh, couples think, oh, we have a great sex life. We don't need to learn anything new. And they really feel that they're at their maximum capacity or they're engaging together and exploring together. They don't need any coaching. What do you say to those couples? Well, it must be nice to live in a perfect world. No, <laughs> Um, honestly, that happened on the cruise. Um, and a, a gentleman didn't want to take one of my classes, but his wife did. And so she grabbed her best friend and they came to one of my classes and went through it together. And his thing was, we have a great sex life. There's, we, she knows what she's doing. So I don't understand why we have to spend quote unquote, spend this money for her to learn something when she already, she already knows everything. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. I'm going to teach her something new and she's going to blow your mind. Just let you know. And I even told him, I said, but she's not going to get to do it to you because you're being a <laughs> So he was just a little joke and he was just really cool about it. But those people who think they know everything, it can always be better. There's always a technique. There's always um, a, a position. There's always maybe, I don't know, a new toy. Everything can be better. And if it's not, if you're not striving to be better and you're just complacent with where you're at, I mean, what's the point of having sex? Let's always strive to be better. Right. I'm going to, I'm going mean, to go back. Oh, probably 15 years. And we have a good friend, Dr. Jessica O'Reilly, and we met her on one of our trips at Desire. And um, she does a great uh, workshop on giving head. Mm -hmm. And Carol has to be one of the best blowjob. I'm just a cocksucker, baby partners I've ever been with and and it is it is it was always fantastic and we decided together to go to Jess's workshop just because so we went into the workshop and she showed Carol things that we never in our wildest dreams could have thought about and there's this one thing Carol will explain it in a second and we call it we do she does the Jess yeah the Jess the Jess is mm -hmm. where um Okay, I'm I'm in front of the cock where it's it's already hard, and I'm sucking the cock at more close to the head, and I have my top lip tucked under my teeth, and the bottom tongue hanging out flat, and then mm -hmm. I rub the cock up and down with my mouth with my flat tongue at the bottom, and my um my teeth my teeth covered with my lip at the top, and and sucking hard at the same time. So yeah, it's something that he learned to love. And we call it the Dr. Jess because that's where we learned it and how we gave it a name. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it's just things that you learn. I mean, we have a great sex life. Most people out there um, in the lifestyle probably have a great sex life, but you don't know what you don't know. And when you go to these classes, you learn not only from the educators like yourself, Steph, but from the other couples around there, you look around and say, yeah. hey, look at them doing yeah. that. And, um, and it, even when someone's going down on me, I go, Dave, check out what he's doing because it's feeling real good. I can't see it myself, yeah. but go look, see what he's doing. Exactly. And so that's kind of fun when you're open to learn. Absolutely. One of the things that I loved about this trip in particular was um, how everybody embraced just, you know, you come into the play shop and you it says on my play shop description that it's a you're going to be playing it's going to be naked but i don't think people really understand that until they walk in and i'm like okay clothes off let's go take your clothes off let's get naked and they look around at each other and they're like oh this is oh oh we're really doing this and so to feel that camaraderie and everybody drop their clothes at the same time and everybody's like you know what this is okay we're if you're doing it, I'm doing it. And so learning from each other, getting that that confidence from each other, encouraging each other, um, it is beautiful to see. Yeah, Sharing it, knowledge with each other. It is really fun. We were at one play shop at one point, uh, remember with Tantric Hearts, and we did a new position where my legs were open wide in the air. I was on my back, my legs up in the air and open wide. And I honestly 
kicked somebody in the head when my, when not realizing it, not trying to. And of course, we all laughed, and it was I was it was embarrassing. And I said, "Oh, so sorry, so what sorry." What about the blowjob with bananas, whipped cream, oh, yeah. and Cointreau? Oh yeah, yum, 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 yum. So you get to try all sorts of things that you could never have imagined doing at home by opening yourself up to trying mm-hmm. new things, coming to workshops like what you give. It's mm-hmm. so much fun, Absolutely. really fun. Yes, it is a lot of fun, and you know. Like you said, it's it's you don't know what you don't know, but at the same time, what's the harm in learning one new technique? Just challenge yourself. One new technique on the ship. Yeah. So those when of you, have- so those of you out there who are a little apprehensive or think things are great, and you you want to or you want to try something new, and you don't know how to bring it up with your partner, like Steph said, just do it. Just ask. Yeah. Yeah. And then when yeah. you, when your friends see some of those moves when you're in the playroom, they're going to want to know where they learned that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you see other people do things and you say, oh, my God, that's so cool. Let's show me, show me, show me. And it's mm-hmm. just great to be open to learning new things. I learn new things. So even at the play shops that I teach, people will say, well, you know, can I show you this or what do you think about this? And then I, I learn just as much from the participants as, as they learn from me because I'm always watching, I'm always observing because I mean, I know the pleasure points. I know what should feel good or erogenous zones because of all the stuff that I've studied, but every body is different. So one technique might not feel good for somebody else. And this one little tweak might feel better and they'll teach me the little tweak. And so I love that too. Yeah. I love tweaks. And I do want to just, let, let's just clarify for everybody out there who's not sure, when you talk about hands-on play shops, it's not your hands on them, it's their partner's hands on them, correct? Correct. Um, I do, I do help if necessary. I will ask, may I touch? And um, yes. oddly <laughs> enough, everybody wants to touch. Just one person will say, hey, I can't feel this, or can you show me this? And of course, I sanitize and I ask permission and consent, and then I'll do it. And it was it was crazy. The last play shop, 27 hands went up. They're like, we can't find it either. I'm like, oh, boy. So I, I did have my hand on 27 dicks um, at one, in, in one day. But, you know, I mean, it's part of the job. It's clinical. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do it, right? It's a tough Absolutely. job. It is very tough. And I, I'm just thankful that I was able to help. Can we say uh, life sucks sometimes? Uh, 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 that's funny. But I'm pumped. <laughs> All righty. Well, this has been a great segment. This is just a reminder that this is the Topless Travel Show. We are Carol and David. We're having an amazing discussion with sexologist Dr. Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy. And coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so don't go away. But right now, let's tell everybody about Topless Travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for next year. Absolutely. And yes, of course, if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation experiences ever, then you simply must book with Topless Travel. From Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and of course, all the Bliss Cruise adventures, Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. Yeah, and their trips are all about pushing boundaries, exploring your naughty side, and meeting and partying with tons of sexy, fun people. And let's just shout out to all the exclusive sexy host couples, including Party Mark, who are there to ensure that you're having one hell of a sexy vacation. Absolutely, and you'll find us on many of the amazing Topless Travel trips, but listen up, we're going to be back Back at Hedonism 2 for their Sexy Silver event from October 21st to 28th, 2023. It's going to be a pre-Halloween week-long bash, and we'd love for you to join us while we're there. And new for 2024, Topless Travel is putting together not one, but two bucket list trips from which we're going to be broadcasting. The first one We'll be exploring the ancient pyramids of Egypt, followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the Nile to Jordan from March 2nd, 13th, 2024. On the second bucket list trip, we'll be heading to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration, glamping in the wild savanna from September 2nd to 11, 2024. Space is very limited on both of these trips. I think they're already about 70% sold out. So, if you don't want to miss any of these amazing adventures with other sexy, open-minded friends, then go and book your spot today. Do it before it's too late. For more information about these trips or any of the Topless Travel events, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, and click the Topless Travel Events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Absolutely. Just go do it, like I said earlier. 
Alrighty, this is the Topless Travel Show. You know we're Carol and David. Now let's get back to the show because it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Now let's get into the nitty sexy details of your sexy hands-on play shops that you give you gave on the Bliss Cruise, Dr. Stephanie. Yes. So I got to, I got to give four hands-on play shops, and then one workshop. The workshops are open, they're, they're free, they're open to the public, you can just come in and sit down where the play shops are reservation, and um, they have limited space. So the play shops are a nude experience, which I guess you're going to have a lot of nude experiences on the Bliss Cruise, but it is a nude experience, and we're going to walk through different techniques and different learning curves and styles together but um, so it's, it can be intimidating if when you first get in there, but I can guarantee you, oh my gosh, everybody is screaming by the end. And so I love it. We do what's called the grand finale afterwards at the end of every workshop. So all of the couples get to use all of the skills that they've learned on their partner and they have an orgasmic experience. It's one of my favorite things because I love hearing it. Um, I love hearing pleasure. And Our- so. Alrighty, so let's get into some details here. One of the workshops you did um, was called Pleasuring the Penis. Walk us mm-hmm. through um, what someone can expect um, from the beginning to the middle to the end of Pleasuring the Penis. Wonderful, yes. So Pleasuring the Penis is a guided tour of the penis. And so there are so many erogenous zones. When we give head, we usually just focus on the shaft and you know we just... I, I mean, you give good head, but do you really get into the nuts and bolts of it? <laughs> <laughs> and I teach the different parts, the erogenous zones, the perineum. We do some rimming around the anus. We go, or, um, we play with the, the balls. We're going to do some tugging, some slight pulling. We're going to maybe use some teeth not and take the teeth away. We're going to focus on the F spot, which is the frenulum. And... and We're going to pleasure the entire penis area, the entire area. It's not just the shaft and the head. And so that class, we, um, we learned different techniques. You, uh, you spoke earlier of a flat tongue. We called, I call that the ice, the uh, ice cream tongue. Like you're licking an ice cream. uh, All right. Yeah. And then you have the brat tongue, which is the pointy tongue. And, um, so we, we try different tongues and we try different pressures and we try different, you know, sometimes they, we have vibrators in there and we try putting vibrators on different spots to see if it, if it creates any different sensation. And the whole point of this is to get the man to actually talk and tell his partner what feels good. And I ask constantly, gentlemen, penis owners, tell your partners what feels good. If this doesn't feel good, it's okay. Tell them, tell them more pressure. And so by the end of it, they are, we edge, and I'm, I'm terrible about this because I'll, I'll edge them. And then I'm like, okay, let's try a new technique. And you hear all the men, they're like, what? I'm like, oh, but you're going to love this one. <laughs> I'll just keep going. And so um, it's definitely an experience for pleasuring the penis. And so is that Steph, for, wait, is that for an hour and a half? It's an hour and a half. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Steph, there are men, um, we've seen them in the many years that we've been in the lifestyle, who do have performance anxiety. What if a guy comes to your class and can't get hard? How do you help him or his partner um, work through that? Well, it's not about an erection. It's about feeling the pleasure. And so I take the erection away from them. There's there's plenty of men who come in and can't get hard because of performance anxiety or because you know they're in a new environment. And that's fine. It's not about an erect penis. It's about let's find some more pleasurable zones areas that feel good and bring you pleasure and you know the the final finale people in the past have told me you know well i have performance anxiety and so i felt like you were putting me on the spot and i was like but i'm not putting you on the spot i'm asking you to lay back and enjoy it whether you're hard whether you're having an orgasm or whether you're just moaning with pleasure just enjoy it and be in the moment and that's what it's all about a hard dick is not a requirement. And that's not what it's about. It's not required, right? And isn't that a good lesson for sex in general? Because sometimes you're just with your partner and, you know, your brain is a little bit um, occupied and you're having, you know, a nice time. You're not getting hard. Um, so maybe you don't fuck that night. Maybe you just massage and you touch and there's more to sex than 
cock and pussy, right? Absolutely. And the number one question I get from that class and from when I do private sessions with men or for pleasuring the penis, they always ask me, how do I get out of my head? Well, that's the number one question. Like if I, I can't, I can't get out of my head enough to have an orgasm or I'm thinking and I'm just, it's about being in the moment and it's about feeling the pressure. It's about feeling the sensations. It's about redirecting your brain. And so you may not have an erection, but you have hands, you have a mouth, you have toys. There's so much more to explore on your partner's body than just penetrative sex. And so sex encompasses all of that. And I really try to hit that home that if you're not working and you have some erectile disappointment, quote unquote, well, that's okay because fingers never disappoint, a mouth never disappoints, pull out a toy. And it's just about not breaking and just moving into something different, regardless of what that difference is. I think that's great advice. Now, do you have any couples there that find it distracting being in a group? Uh, Okay, so uh, one couple came in and actually, yes, he was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was like, just, just just stay, just let's just stay. And he's never had an orgasm in public before in front of anybody. And so he ended up having an orgasm and his orgasm was so loud and so intense. <laughs> he, the group, the, there was two rooms side by side. The group next to us having a different class were applauding him. They, they heard it and it was just so powerful because you get into that group mentality and you see that there's no judgment. You see that there's no one staring at you. They're, they're focused on your partner or their partner. And so that pressure is removed, but once that once you actually get into it and get out of your head and let go nine times out of ten it's it's going to happen it's just getting you there well i feel that you must be a really good coach to calm everyone down to be able to get out of their head and into their body and actually feel that pleasure that you're teaching them i also pinch toes (laughs) (laughs) what's that all about i tell because they get so involved in like or they get so in their head and so i'll come by and i'll grab their big toe and that just reminds them, hey, I'm, get out of your head and let's look, you feel the sensation here, feel that, feel this, focus back on the pleasure of it and get out of your head. And so um, I, it's, a, it's a joke. I tell them if I, if I come by and I, I grab your big toe, that means I can tell you're in your head. And I did have to grab a few big toes and the wives, even one of the husbands, he was like, so are you going to be in our bedroom when we get home and grab my toe? And I was like, no, but you know, there's, there's workarounds for that. But it's just that just trying to get them to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not always easy for everybody. Everyone's different, and especially with that in a public space with other people around you. If you've never done it before, it can be daunting. But I or think, it could be super hot. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, uh, it might take you a little bit to get there, and then you realize how super hot it is. Exactly, and I I pride myself in getting people to relax and have a good time. I'm very energetic, and so being able to open up and get people to get out of their comfort zones, I push them out very easily. So that's, if you're, if you're afraid of that, don't worry, just come see me because you'll get out of that real quick. So when you go on to your next uh, class that you do called Pleasuring the Pearl, and it's the women's turn to pleasure, how is it different? There are different zones that most men don't know about. We have, we all know the G spot. We all know, um, you know, the clit. Well, I I should say we all, several people don't, but we know the clit. And we know that those basic spots are there for pleasure, but I kind of guide you to two different spots. I guide you to an A spot, and then I guide you to an O spot. And the reason I love the O spot, because women are like, oh, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. And then their, their, their partners will hit it, and they're like, oh, oh, that's it. Oh, okay. And once they hit that, um, that's why it's called the O spot, because <laughs> not many people know how to hit that spot, and it's very, very erogenous. So, Steph, can we just back up for a second? Because um, over the years, as a male, I have learned that a pussy or a vagina is not really what I thought it was because it starts with a vulva and there's a labia. Can you just go through the anatomy of that area so everybody knows what the parts are instead of using them incorrectly? So it's a vulva. We usually call it a vagina. And the vagina is actually the vaginal canal that we reproduce for reproduction purposes. But we have the outer lips, the big lips. I'm going to use generic terms. They're the labias. And then we have um, a labia, labia minora, which is the inside lips. We have um, a very erogenous piece of flesh that's right below the clit, but also right above um, the vaginal opening. And that's a very erogenous piece of 
tissue. Um, not, I, I'm sure it has a, a, a name. I don't know that specific tissue point of name, but man, that's erogenous. And then you have inside, well, we have the G spot, which is right inside where the ridges are. You'll, when you put your finger in, you'll feel inside, you feel some ridges. If you put your finger in a little bit farther, you're going to feel almost like a donut, like the tip of your nose, and that's the cervix area. Um, and so that's some women are going to find pleasure with the cervix and some women aren't it just depends on. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about is it also women get pleasure based off of that time of the month. So if you're doing something with your, your vulva owner and it doesn't feel good in that day, it, it's okay. Try it again some other time because it might feel good later. It's our, our receptors change according to our cycle. So if we are ovulating or if we are closer to having our cycle, our, our vulva, it, the pleasure may not be as strong as what it would during a different time. Now talk to me about the clit, the head, and I learned over the years that a clit has legs and it's it's like larger than what we thought it was a button. Yes. Yes. It, it, you only see 10% of the clit. So the clit, legitimately, if you take your two fingers and you run it on either side of the, in, on the outside, or I guess the inside outside of the, of the labias, you're going to feel and run down the legs. Now, as women get more turned on and the blood flow starts to puddle, I guess, I don't know, that's a terrible word, but as it starts to flow down to that area, you're going to have some swelling. And that swelling is almost, they resemble testicles. And so that's the, the it's going to fill up with fluid and it's going to get very warm and it's going to get very spongy. And that's how you know that we're being lubricated and we're turned on. And so when you have your hand inside of a vulva, and you feel it swelling, that's actually the clit expanding and the clit is is getting filled with yummy fluids that's going to cause some great lubrication as you as you continue to play. And the clit is, is it erectile tissue? It is, the clit is, and it does get erect. So that's another thing is, it's almost, well, I, I always joke around and I say, so a penis, a vulva is just an inside out penis. Yeah. So it's, Everything that you guys have, we have, it's just shoved inside of us and yours is on the outside. And so it does, you will get erect. And it's really cool to see one of the things that I teach is if you pull back the clit skin, it, it, you expose the head of the clit, that will, that has so many um, nerve endings there and it's very powerful, but it also gets erect like a penis. Mm-hmm. And it almost resembles a little mini penis. It does. And so those who do sex changes and they don't want to do bottom surgery, they can actually grow that because the clit will extend and turn into a mini penis. When you take testosterone, if you're doing it. When you take testosterone, yeah. yeah. Right. A large okay. amount of testosterone for that, yeah. Okay, yeah. now that we got the anatomy lesson, what do you do in your workshop to um, pleasure the pearl? They, they do just that. Um, we use fingers first. We feel, I want to make sure that they're feeling everything. And then we go into the oral pleasure. Um, so we're going to ex- explore the vulva in a way that you've probably never really taken the time to explore. And it's so interesting to see gentlemen sit there and, and or even actually women, I don't know, the, the, the giver ask the, the questions, does this feel good? Does that feel good? Oh, I've never felt this before. This is new. And the receiver is sitting there just thinking, wow, I've never had that part of me touched. So we go as far behind, we go behind the, um, which is the ozone, actually, the o- erogenous zone is behind the cervix. And so there's a technique to get that pushed down into the cervix. And those are the ones that really, it's either going to be very powerful orgasm or it's going to be a feeling, a sensation that you've never felt. So I'm all about providing new sensations. It's not necessarily about what you're learning something new, new places, but you're learning how to do them with new and to give new sensations. And do you, do you reach that area with your fingers or with a toy? You reach that area with the fingers, but because it's so far behind, if you put your hand, um, your free hand on the belly, the top of right above the pubic bone, and you're going to push down to bring it closer to you, and and it's kind of one swift mo- motion, and it, you get in behind it. Oh, interesting! Wow, wow. you'll feel a little pocket back there. Uh huh. Wow, that's interesting. And were your were your um, students um, successful? Were they did they find they that were. area? They were. Now, I will tell you, not everybody has it. And there was there was one um, participant who did not have it. And I gloved up and I was like, oh, I can find it. 
no, her anatomy was different and we couldn't. But what we did do is we flipped her on her hands and knees and we changed the shape. And so we went inside from the back um, of and entered the vagina with her ass in the air. And then we were able to hit it. So you oh. just have to kind of play around the individual anatomy. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. And so while mm-hmm. we're on this topic, of course, I'm sure you get a million questions about squirting. So why don't you just give us a little bit about the questions you have, or if you talk about it, or if you teach it, what do you guys do with squirting? So um, there is a, a workshop on the ship that's specifically designed for squirting. And so um, that is not this class, this class is more about um, the pleasure of it and finding different erogenous zones. But squirting happens. And so one of them, when you start hitting that O spot, that's usually when we start squirting and you have your hand pushing it down the, the belly down so we can reach in there and get a little deeper. Squirting is going to happen. The, the fun noises are going to happen. And so while I don't technically quote unquote teach it, I do show where the spot is and hopefully help some people find that hidden squirt inside of them. Okay. Now the other thing that we can't uh, leave this topic without discussing is lube. Lots and lots of lube. So there are, there were some women and this, this, this workshop in particular on this trip, they were like, Oh, well, you know, if, if, if we need lube, then that means I'm not enjoying it. And I was like, Whoa, 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 no, this is a natural response of your body. And regarding, regardless of where you are age wise, we're playing or doing some in, intensive play with your vulva. It's going to always, always lube up. So we're not tearing the tissue. We're not causing any more unnecessary trauma to where we're, you know, having little micro tears because we want to prolong the play as much as possible. But if you're not using lube, you can definitely injure the vulva and that reduces their chances of, you know, continuously long-term play for the whole week. Now, I know a lot of couples who refuse to use lube because they feel that something's lacking and they don't want mm-hmm. to admit that they they're lacking something. But in our world, we use lube every single time we have sex. Absolutely. And it's also, it's, well, it's a health thing too. If, you know, if we're not using lube and we're having sex with several different people and we're having these little micro tears, the vulva is going to swell up and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful. Unlike, you know, the regular good kind of pain, it's going to be bad pain and that's going to ruin your chances of having fun on the ship. So always lube up. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to use lube. Mm-hmm. Actually, on the last cruise, the November cruise, I actually had a sex injury and I tore a little bit of the outer labia right near the clit and it actually put me out of commission for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even David wasn't allowed to go near it. It was yeah. hurting. No, it's because the the condom um, just irritated you. Yeah, it did. And I was like, rubbing, there wasn't enough lube. Yeah, I wasn't enough lube at that particular point of our play. So yeah, I learned the hard way. And uh, we all paid for it. <laughs> including well, not me. really, because I got lots of blowjobs. <laughs> oh, I know. And you got lots of sex oh. and everybody else too. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Exactly. So um, and, and also, if you use a lot of lube, and you're, you know, playing with a pussy, your fist might slip all the way in, and then you would just be fisting someone, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Do you ever talk about fisting? Is that something that comes up? You have questions about that? I do, actually. Um, we had one woman who wanted to try it. And so we, we talked about safely do that and her husband to sit around and watch. And they did. They sat around and watched her. And she was able to take the fist. And um, it's just you have to go slow. Don't force it and use lots and lots of lube. And so um, it's definitely a technique that you should practice. Maybe not in front of everybody, but definitely practice. So, Steph, we did a show um, last year. We were at uh, Le Boudoir in London, England. And one of their um, host um, unicorns, her name was Suri Milf. She was on our show. And she said one of her favorite things is getting double fisted. So she likes a fist in her pussy and one in her ass at the same time. That is impressive. (laughs) That's what we said. That's what we said. Whoa. (laughs) I mean, I can imagine the sensation and I can imagine how good that would feel. However... I don't know if I'm that brave yet. Yeah, it's a lot. Been fisted, I have been fisted on the side of the pool in Hedo, um, thanks to Party Mark. But, you know, hey, you never know what's going to happen in Hedo when Party Mark comes around. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I've been fisted also. I actually really like being fisted. I like to be full. I like giant dildos. I like that kind of thing. Not every time, obviously, but when I'm in that mood. So, yeah. yeah. We call it champagne sex. Yeah. Well, 
There's some alcohol involved at some point, but you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. The next uh, play shop we want to talk about is called Blind Lust, all about sensate focus. Tell us about that one. Mm -hmm. This is about rediscovering your partner's body. It's a guided tour. Um, I blindfold you. I blindfold both partners. And you can only use well, I should say we, we remove sight and then we use the other senses. And so one of the things that the couples, I have several of them reported back to me afterwards is that they hadn't really connected with their partner on that, that deep of a level in, in a long time. And so many of the couples after they left, because you, you don't have that's that's one of the ones where there's not much penetration. There's not much oral play. It's really about rediscovering your body and we rediscover it with, we smell, we taste, we touch, um, we listen to the heart, and we just learn something new about our partner. But it's such a sexy, sensual play shop that afterwards, they all re- they all report having just amazing sex. Um, there was a sex injury after that one, but she, <laughs> she did fine. Um, she recovered fast, but they were all talking about how they never take the time to really just breathe in their partner and that's what this play shop is about is removing all of the external stimuli by putting on that that blindfold and you only focus into now now do the partners take turns does one Um, do the other and then they switch after yeah they do so we do um we do one partner and then about halfway through we switch and the other partner goes I will say that with the blindfolds, this time it was a little funny because we have this big bed and there was several people on this big, huge bed and um, somebody accidentally grabbed the wrong person. I mean, no part. It was not. It was just an accident and everybody laughed about it. But he was like, this is not what you felt like earlier. And I went over there and I moved his hand. I was like, wrong woman. <laughs> so, so I have a question for Carol. So she, Carol knows I love being tied down i love being blindfolded because i i like not knowing what's going on how come you don't like being blindfolded um i think it's more i don't like being tied down i like being in control and probably that's another reason it's not my thing to be blindfolded i'm not saying i don't like it if i did this play shop for example if that was the goal to you know do sense sensation play of course i would play like that but it's not my thing to be blindfolded but what is it that that it, it doesn't turn you on no it's because then i'm not in control i think if i can't see maybe i I don't know i like being in control i think it's more that than anything you you, you prefer to dominate than for someone to well you like to relinquish your control so you like when i do right something to you and you're not expecting it so you want that you want the surprise so you like being blindfolded for that reason i don't like being surprised so i think that's probably one reason Sure. Yeah. But I would enjoy the, the workshop you're talking about because that's a whole different topic. That's a, different it's a experience. connection. And I, I would love to try something like that. So with how you. about if we segue into the psychology of BDSM? We were just talking about blindfolding. I know that's one of the other classes that mm-hmm. you do. Um, is 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 it normal for one person to be okay being blindfolded and, and being tied down and the other one not? And how do they work through all that? Well, it's we we establish some safe boundaries. We establish some safe words, and we have an exciting, pleasurable time. So, um, one of the things I love about BDSM and our brain is, so I want you to think about extreme sports. I'm a skydiver, and I love to skydive. But you know, there's mountain bikes, mountain bikers. There's there's skateboarders. There's all kinds of extreme sports that's going to release the same dopamine, the same chemicals in our brain that BDSM releases. It's just in a different way. It's, it's you're receiving that pleasure and that, that hit of those cocktails of chemicals through a different way, but it's still hitting the same pleasure zones. It's still, still hitting the same um, excitement. And so when, and that's one of the things that we really break down is why, what does it do to your brain and why is it so powerful why do some people like it and some people are not necessarily afraid of it but they don't want that that feeling that sensation and um it's about control it's some people don't like to give up control um and that that may be because of some past trauma but we talk about in that class how bdsm can help heal trauma and can help heal your help heal different aspects of maybe control ocd or something to that effect and being able to just trust somebody enough to let go 
is is powerful in itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely risk averse. You know that I would never do an extreme yeah. sport, anyways. And if we do have <laughs> so a little bit of fun with BDSM, I'm usually the one. But is it a trust issue? Like you don't trust me? Oh, probably. Really? Yeah, not because I don't love you. I don't trust you, but I. You know, I don't know. I think I'm just scared to relinquish trust to anybody, not just you. I, I like I like the thought of not knowing what's coming next. Like when we did that bondage with Jalen Bennis, and I didn't know what you were doing. I had earphones on my head, a blindfold, and I just trusted that you were going to do what was safe for. I get us. it. I get it. And but I you did. don't have that trust. No. Interesting. It's not the same. Steph, and, I have, and I have no need to skydive. Steph, what advice can you give us? <laughs> Is that normal? That's very normal. That's, it's just she has something inside of her that she just doesn't want to give up. And it just is not comfortable for her. It's not pleasurable for her, but it is for you. And so she gives you that by taking control and, and pleasuring you. But that's not how she gets. That's not how she receives pleasure. She receives pleasure through other ways. She mm-hmm. may be a very uh, visual type of person and she likes to watch and she likes to see what's happening um our brain tends to make connections and so what happens is sometimes we think the worst and women are very 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 susceptible to our brain thinking okay so this might hurt or this what's going to happen next instead of laying there and actually feeling it and enjoying it we're trying to anticipate the next move and so it's just not pleasurable sometimes interesting is that is that why when we're driving she's always telling me which lane to be in where to turn how fast to go (laughs) watch out for this look out for the car up is is that like the same uh, well you could just let me drive hon you could just let me drive and then there would be no problem with that yeah but then we'd always get lost no stop it (laughs) nobody gets lost anymore honestly it is the same psychological principle because she's she's now she wants to be you know she's navigating what happens and and she wants to be in control of her body and navigate what happens to her body there you go control control. it's very very interesting all right i think we have time for the last course that you gave on this bliss cruise which was adaptive sex for seasoned bodies is that like a euphemism for old folks (laughs) healthy aging so yes and um i've got to rename it because it's for it's about do you have pain during sex right do you have a hip replacement do you have maybe shoulder pain back pain hip pain we may be with somebody in the future who's had all of this and this is about finding ways to incorporate different positions incorporate different um i call them tools around your house to make sex pleasurable again so yes and it's there was some older bodies there, but there was also some some younger bodies who have had some hip replacements or some joint replacements and or maybe experienced any kind of pain. And I got the nickname after that class, the sex MacGyver, because <laughs> what I do and I love it, I'm going to just I'm getting a shirt made or something. But I listen to each couple and I listen to what what their concerns are. One one individual has severe pain in her back. And so anytime she's riding her partner in her back, we positioned him in a way to where he's supporting her and she's like, this is amazing. And it's just one little tweak and they're having great sex again. Um, so it's all about finding ways. And, you know, it's amazing. I brought out a walker and I showed them how to make a walker sexy. And so they were having sex using the walker and they're like, I never would have thought this. It's just about using your creativity and not seeing it for a walker, but also seeing it as a sex tool. Wow. I have a funny story. What's your story? So about seven, eight years ago, I had back surgery. And I had a disc replaced in my back. And um, the first question I asked the doctor is, how soon after my back surgery can we have sex? And the doctor said, well, at least before, after you leave the hospital. Then he said, no, no, (laughs) seriously, um, two weeks. So, you know, three, four months. Two weeks, but? You had to be the receiver, remember? I had to be the receiver. I couldn't do any of the thrusting. thrusting, the work. I had to just lie there and take it. I said, okay. But Carol is, um, um, she likes being the queen bee. She likes being at the bottom. So she had to practice doing squats for like a couple of months before um, my surgery was over because I had to lie there and she was going to get on my cock and squat and you, you see know. his imagination going wild. Right? It was it was going yeah. great. It was yeah. like for the first time I was just going to lie there and take it. So we have I have my surgery come out. It's successful. Two weeks to the second, it's like all right, babe, we're going to have sex. She's like, all right, here we go. We get on the bed. I got this big erection. She gets on my cock. 
one, two, three, four. I'm exhausted. Can you do me? (laughs) (laughs) It lasted 30 seconds. I waited four months. Oh, you know what? He's definitely exaggerating on this, but it was not Not far off. It's hard. It's really hard to ride a cock when you're thrusting down and, you know, for a long time. It was more than 30 seconds, but it was for that. And I brought one on the ship and I, it was amazing. So it is an actual tool that you set over the, the receiver, the penis owner, you're going to place it over his dick and then you sit on it and it supports you and it even has handles. And so you can bounce up and down and you're not using anything but your body weight. Um, that's a, that's a cool tool. And I have another tool that I brought. It's called the. Wait, um, what was that one called? That one you're just talking about, the riding cock, easy, easy rider. <laughs> it is actually. It's called a. It's it's an easy rider cock. Um, <laughs> Good name. And it's got, yeah, and it's got um. It's it, this this one specifically comes with um Velcro parts, so you can like tie up hands, and you know you can make it kinky if you want to. But it's it's definitely um an aid that helps with women riding on top. Wow. And then there was another one, um that I brought and it's called the intimate rider and the intimate rider is for people who have lower back injuries and it's, it's use the, the receiver sits on it. So traditionally the man would sit on it and then the woman would lay down on this, this a mat thing that it's got a little bit of a raised thing, a raised off the ground, but the glider. And so he doesn't have to use his legs or any, you can be completely paralyzed from the waist down and you're still able to have sex in several different positions, doggy style. And it opens it up in a whole new way because you're not having to use the thrusting motion and that glider motion does it for you. So those were two hit toys that, that I, it's amazing what I can get through. um, Security. How many suitcases did you bring on the ship? (laughs) I brought, I brought three. Um, They were very heavy. And, um, yeah, it was definitely, I would just wanted someone to open it and it be on like TikTok or something. Cause there Hell was like yeah. 15 vibrators and all of that fun stuff in there. That is so funny. That is so funny. Well, we are coming to the end of our show and you know, we always like to end with a little bit of, of advice. So what would you, or how would you explain the difference between participating in one of your play shops on the bliss cruise versus coming to one of your sessions at your office? On the bliss cruise, it's, it's, it's hands-on. It is, you are going to be able to practice what you are learning right there, live and in person. If you have questions, I'm not afraid to, you know, ask permission, ask consent and touch and show you things in the office. It's much more clinical. It's more talk-based. It's not show-based. I do have tools that um, I have in the office. Like I have a, a dildo that I bring out and show, and I also have a vulva that I, that you can manipulate and play with and, and feel the things but we don't actually put our hands on each other or you don't put your hands on your partner in the play or in the office that happens only on the play shops on the bliss cruise or wherever I'm having them. Right. Very cool. That's cool. And also, of course, it's different when you're on vacation, your whole mindset's a little bit different than coming to your yes. office after work or at your lunch hour or whenever you can squeeze in an appointment with you. Exactly. Because that you're rushed and you have to get home and you don't, you know, you've already got, a thousand things going on. You have your children. You have to think about, you have food, you have the husband, you have work on the bliss cruise. It's dedicated time to you and your partner. And there's nobody else there in the world, but you two in that moment. And it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So note to self book bliss in November, in April, we run twice a year, go to toplesstravel.com book. I just saw that the ships for 2025 have now been announced. Um, and one thing that we always have to tell everyone is the bliss cruise experiences, the hedonism trips, the desire trips, anything that you do in the lifestyle, 50% of the people that go don't play. You don't have to be a swinger. You don't have to be in the lifestyle. So per se to come on these trips, to experience it, to become, and to go to these workshops, to help your couple become stronger you don't have to touch anyone else. You don't have to get naked if you don't want to. You don't. You can just do this for you and your couple so you can spice it up and not fall into that boring, stale, monotonous relationship. Yay. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to try something new. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On, these, on one of these, on, on your topless travel, because topless travel has had me doing some new shit and I never thought I needed new stuff, but man... Topless travel. When I when I travel with you guys, 
it gets crazy and I love every minute of it. Hell yeah. yeah. And hopefully we're going to see you lots more in the future. Dr. Stephanie Sigler, thank you so much for sharing all that amazing advice and information. Take a minute how and tell everyone how they can reach out to you, talk to you um, in person, find your website, everything like that. Okay. So if you just go to evolveyourintimacy.com, everything is there. You can reach out to me. There's an Ask Stephanie page if you just have a basic question or if you want to send me an email. All of that's there. We, um, You can book an appointment through the website. You can follow us on social media through the website. The website houses it all. And so it's just an easy evolveyourintimacy.com. And also remember that Stephanie co-hosts our show every once in a while, so you can listen to her and the great guests that she brings on as well. So if you missed any of this information, of course, you can always go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information, and you can even contact them through there if you have any questions about their work. Absolutely. And like we did this week, we're learning more and more every week with all our great guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Wow. That is the end of another great show. That hour just flew by. Dr. Stephanie Sigler, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you guys for having me again. And like we do every week, we want to thank all our amazing listeners for being here week in and week out. And don't forget to join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I, and of course, Stephanie, send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the Topless Travel Show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We've got another episode of the Sexy Lifestyle Podcast lined up for you for next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new. Spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. Yeah.